Hey guys, this is Michael Mecca with the Black Sheep Podcast. A lot of you guys have asked how you can support the show. A good way to do that is to click the Patreon link down below. We want to keep bringing you quality conversations and a quality product. You all see everything that happens in front of the camera. What you don't see is everything that goes on behind the scenes to make this happen. So like Mike said, click the Patreon link down below. And again, tell your friends, follow, subscribe, share, and we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Welcome back, guys. This is Mike and Mecca with the Black Sheep Podcast. Um, I guess we'll clear it up very quickly. As far, yes, we're wearing matching outfits. There's the one thing that people wonder is like, yo, instantly we call each other. And this was not planned. I actually opened the door to the studio and seeing him off right and got very upset. I hate him for this because he could easily have taken his jacket off. It, it, goes, it goes with the fit. Bro, you wearing a sweatshirt? You could you could just wear a sweatshirt. It's forty degrees outside, and I didn't want to go all black. I've got a short sleeve shirt. Right. All I'm saying is this does nothing for the stereotype that all dreadheads look like. It's not a stereotype that I thought you were gonna go with. Um. Yes. So this was not planned. So, uh, I don't know if that says a lot about us. I I'm I'm wondering because you know they say like people are this is gonna sound weird but they say people in relationships start to look like each other. You know what? And look someone did make the comment last night that you two do sound like a married couple. And now you got dreads. We're matching clothes. Uh, it's, it's locks. That's the correct vernacular. You know I did. You know I did say dreadhead. <laughs> um, man. So here we are. So yes, welcome back. Uh, glad we got that out of the air. Uh, or out of the way. <laughs> Glad we pulled it out of there. <laughs> oh man, what's um, going on with you, Mike? What is going on with me? Um, so we're just gonna get right into it. Just gonna talk relationally. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, we had a pretty good convo going at the bar last night uh, with a couple of friends. Uh, we were, it was all about relationships, and uh, we'll just continue that conversation here. Unless are you too afraid to? Am I afraid to? Bro, come on, man. Let's do it. All right, fine. Um, I just got dumped. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> After a, I mean, it was a, like a three-month relationship, but, you know, as you get older, at, in our senior level of a... Uh, okay, for our listeners, was it dumped, or did you guys just decide to split? I mean, I didn't, I didn't want to split up. Okay. Uh, you know, it was... Dump was like, that was like a capital D dump. That yeah, I know. I, I had to exaggerate for the, the viewers. Um, no, I mean, she wanted to, she needed to end things just because there wasn't enough time for her. She didn't have enough time to focus and invest in the relationship uh, emotionally or I guess practically. Um, yeah, she lived across the country. Um, I don't want to give away too many details uh, about who she is. But yeah, I mean, like a three-month relationship. But, you know, so... Three months, I mean, it kind of, it doesn't seem like super long, but at the same time, you know, I, I don't really like date or get in relationships with just anyone and everyone. So if I'm like dating somebody for, for three months or if I'm actually dating you at all, it's because I genuinely see that there could be potential there for like a long-term relationship, you know? Uh, what'd you do wrong? What did I do wrong? Um, because you know, that does, 
in every breakup in every relationship, both sides do play a part. Like, right. And I'm, we always hear about like, oh, they did this. Yeah. Or that. No, like, sure. So I want to know what you did wrong. Yeah. Um, well, at the beginning, uh, I was told or made aware that I, um, when I, when I say move too fast, again, we're on opposite side of the country. So it's not like move too fast physically, but I think like I emotionally was like in it quicker than she was. Um, I'm just an emotional person. Like I love rom-coms. Uh, okay. Hitch, one of the best movies of all time, The Notebook. Another one of the best movies of all time. Like, I love love. Are you pitching to the audience right now? I am right now. <laughs> um, ladies, he's single. Yeah. And so, yeah, emotionally, like, I typically, like, wear my heart on my sleeve kind of guy. Um, and so, again, like, I don't date just anyone. So if I'm, like, investing in you, I'm like, okay. It's because I've already, like, done the homework and thinking, like, is this person worth investing in? Um, and so there were a couple of times at the beginning where, you know, I, I wasn't ready for this question actually, but where I was told like, Hey, you know, you're, you're probably like, I think you're a, a little bit further along, uh, than me. And like, it's kind of tough to hear and it's even like humbling to say right yeah, now, but, but you know like, what? it is and what it is. Yeah. I don't think it's a problem. I think that. And it know. wasn't, no, I just, you know, I made me realize that. Um, the like the person I am, how emotional I am, like in relationships and stuff, and that I, you know, I need to give there. There's great, like I need to give grace to the other side. Uh, and you good? You drive? You're a Ferrari? You you you're a sports car? Move fast, room room. <laughs> and she's a, a buggy. You know, push like hey, that's, that's not yeah, that's not your fault. That's not your fault. So yeah, I mean that was um a something i was made aware of but i mean other than that i mean i got told i actually went and i was actually in new york uh less than a month ago giving away too many details no because okay new york's a big city could be anybody yeah new york's a huge city which i fell in love with new york i was in i almost said borough i was in brooklyn um and i was like yo i could like low-key see myself here because I've always, and I was, I was funny because I was talking to a, a customer the other day about, because a customer came in here who recently moved here from New York last year, and I was kind of just sharing with her my experience, and you know, I grew up on the East Coast, but I grew up like in Jersey. Every time I went to New York City, it was always like to Times Square and to go shopping for the day or, you know, then come back home. It wasn't ever like walking around the boroughs and going to like different little restaurants or little bars or anything like that um or little shops but i got to do that on this last trip in new york i was there for like four days um and it made me realize that like while yes new york is huge at the same time like you know your your little neighborhoods and stuff like that like uh, the girl i was dating was you know she recognized different people out walking around like in there in their little neighborhood um tons of dogs there my dog would love it um but it made me realize that like oh new york is not like what my idea of new york has been skewed a lot by like news and media over the last like two decades oh, yeah. did you think new york is like a dangerous city i did before i went i asked her because i think she made she mentioned that she left her windows open open while sleeping and granted you know she was like two or three stories up and i was just like uh what and she's like yeah I mean, but, but new york virtually has no crime and i said bullshit 
uh, she showed me statistics. Statistics. I'll let you know. Um, no, looks like I corrected it quickly. <laughs> and New York is not even. And did we talk about this? New York we is did. not. In yeah. The group chat. Yeah. With group chat Mark with who? Polo. Oh. Yeah, because you thought New York was dangerous. I did not think New York was dangerous, but I, our friend Isaiah definitely put the stats. Oh out yes, there. well, because someone thought New York was dangerous in there, and New York is not even top one hundred in like murder rate in the country. I mean, murder is not just the only thing, but yes, New York is. Right. But you know, but again, your my perception of New York City and stuff. Uh, just remember that we're fed everything through our media. Exactly. And media. Um, and so, yeah, just going there, like living there for four days, walking around, reading those statistics and stuff. I'm like, oh, New York is not as bad as, I almost said Fox News, um, as, you know, the media paints it out to be and stuff. And so all that to say, I loved New York, but now I've got a shitty memory. Uh, no, go make crazy new memories yeah, in New nah, York. Yeah, it was great. And I, I don't, you know, even like getting, I guess, technically broken up with, uh, you know, I think the younger me would have probably held some resentment towards that person or, uh, you know, bitterness. But um, now, as you know, you're, you're older and you just realize, I mean, it's really just a kind of a case of timing being bad and maybe just not everybody is, you know, you're somebody. Right. Exactly. So, like, you, you know, we tried. Things were uh, good. You know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of uh, the saying in Darren Greatly. Let me read this. Darren Greatly. I'm not going to read You're, it. No, go ahead. The, please read because you did so no, well last time. No, no. But you remember that part about the airing, you know, that person that's in the arena that airs over and over and over. Oh, yes. Yeah. You want to go back to that quote? No, I'm just, I'm not reading it again, but uh -huh. I'm just saying. But the fact that you are engaging in a relationship and you yeah, air. Yeah, put yourself out in the arena. Yeah. What is Darren Greatly? Is that a book? Yes. It's the premise of the whole like it comes out of that quote is what the quote Renee Brown the started the whole like book she has a book called daring greatly oh i didn't know that and I, then tom brady took the man in the arena part like it's just different snippets of one long quote from winston churchill gotcha okay i did not know that um yes yeah you're doing you know, greatly so i yeah i got i was in i'm in the arena i got knocked down a little bit lion came and took a swipe at me and i'm not in the arena I mean, are we going to be... Yeah, let's talk about you. Um, so where, what's going on with you? I didn't realize that we were going to go... Like, th this is going to be more of a personal podcast for, for us and our followers. It but, is what it is. Uh, yeah, I'm not necessarily in the arena. Um, Why? Man, if I'm going to be honest, because I've been looking over this over the last couple of months to a year, especially with the work that I do, um, Man, I I really do think is a there base level. There's a fear there, um, and I've been looking into like attachment styles and not having to avoid an attachment style. Let's talk about attachment styles really quickly because I bet there's some out there who don't know what that is, but it's really good in understanding yourself and probably your partner that you're. All right, let me preface with the fact that I am not a relationship expert, nor am I. Well, I am a therapist, but I'm not like a clinical psychologist but i'll but tell you've you acted right now, like a relationship I, expert for me in the for the past 15 years i've i've helped you i got you yeah. um but uh i was reading a book called attached and it just talked about relationship styles and how we're either secure avoidant anxious or disorganized so secure meaning like you got your needs met when you were younger i'm sorry <laughs> I'll, 
don't know what's I should not be that. on Twitter right now. But secure meaning that you uh, got your needs met when you were younger. Um, avoidant. And avoidant and anxious mean you didn't get them. And so they manifest in how you relate to people, you know, now. And that can be even in friendships and just uh, relationships in general. But I know that for me, growing up, I did a lot of moving. Um, my parents were very um, traditional Nigerian. My dad is very, like, stoic, so it, we didn't really have that, like, you know, I love you, like back yeah. and forth relationship stuff like that. And so I know that for me, I've always been very independent when it comes to my emotions. So yeah. I trust me and me with my emotions. It's very hard for me to like put someone else in a position where I am sharing myself with them. So that has definitely come up, um, in my relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I am trying to work more on being in the arena because it's a commitment to go into the arena. Um, and I think that that plays into my like fear of commitment um, and fear of being seen probably. But how do you, how do you, I mean, the only way to get comfortable with fighting and like being in the arena is by just being, getting in the arena. Right. You can't get comfortable by like being outside of the Coliseum. So if any of our followers wants to <laughs> date me, uh, get in the arena is what I'm telling, saying, like, just do it. Like it's, it's what does getting in the arena mean? Go in this context, go out, be vulnerable, put yourself out there, date some, like if you, if you're interested in somebody, just be like, Hey, let's, you know, let's go out and grab dinner. See the thing that's, you know, it's crazy. Not dinner, a drink. Cause what sucks is that it is, I've got a lot of stuff going on like that are not very good as far as like indecisiveness. You know, one day I might feel like, oh, this is great. And then the next day it's like, ah, oh, I'm bored. Like, and so then it's like, do I push past the boredom? Or is this like a fake wall that's up that is trying to protect me from going in to the arena? I mean, that's just uh, people like even like in the relation, like when the relationship, when I was in it, I was like, yo, not every day is going to feel like roses and lilies and sunshine. Like there's some days where you're going to be sick of your partner, probably not want to be around them or hang out with them. Uh, I mean, that's just relationships where at the end of the day, we are all humans. I mean, do you want to hang out with me every single day? <laughs> don't, don't put me in a position to insult you like that. <laughs> no, Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, but, just, that's relationship. So I mean, but that is part of realizing that. The thing is, is, look, you look back, well, we, we've been in a relationship for 20 years. Like, yeah, 2025. <laughs> Still rocking and rolling. We've had our ups and downs for sure. Absolutely. And even like, even when I was dating a girl, like there were some times where I was like, eh, I don't really feel like talking. I'm much rather just play Call of Duty. Oh, I remember those. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so, you know, uh, the the indecisiveness or, or just really realizing that, Hey, I have all of these different emotions. I don't think that should shine like a negative light on you maybe to, to determine like, am I ready to be in the arena? It's more so just like, no, I'm like, these are kind of emotions come with the, the complete, the full package. I mean, it's not just you. It's I mean, everybody. Everybody goes through that. It's crazy. Cause in my, my brain, logically, I know that you are exactly right. I've read the, I know it's right. Yeah. And then it's like, when you get there, it's like, 
it's almost like having an outer body experience where it's like, I know I'm not doing this right. Yeah. And I can't stop myself from not doing this. I was actually thinking this morning, getting in my car on the way coming here, I was like, uh, I was like, damn, why is it so easy for like me? I'm sure you to give relationship advice or kind of any advice to other people, but it is so hard to take my own advice. (laughs) And like, I'm like, man, um, Heck, there are times, you know, as you learn, obviously you learn new information and then you kind of think about how previous like things have played out, but through the lens of new information that you've learned. And so it's like, now that I've learned about like my tendencies, I look back on relationships that I've had that did not work out. And I'm like, "Mm, the story I used to tell about that is complete is not the right story. Like wasn't her. Definitely my, you know, issues of like, you know, all right, getting a little, you know, moving a little bit fast here, getting a little skittish, pulling the eject button, you know? Yeah. Um, Damn, I just saw this Brene. I I was looking for a quote about uh, pride and more so like seeing, seeing things in yourself and why it's so hard to, to um, address certain issues in yourself, but it's so easy for us to point them out in other people. Um, But then I saw this Brene Brown quote. that I, I've got like a, a note full of quotes in my uh, phone and laptop. And she said, there are a million of, there yeah, are go mi- for it. Go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not so easy. Is it? Uh, the, the floor is yours, sir. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, Take a deep breath. If you need to shut up. Okay. <laughs> there are millions of cheap seats in the world today filled with people who will never once step foot in the arena and put themselves out there but they will make it their full-time job to hurl criticism and judgment towards those who are Brene Brown. I got through. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's, it's just, you know, it's not many people are willing to put themselves uh, in the arena. Right. I'm one of those. Yeah. I, I don't want you to be. I don't want to be. So then don't. Okay. Like, this is what we're going to do. And next it, day, hold on. Next day, I'm going to go on. You're by the next you, by the next podcast episode I'm, I'm gonna put you in my ear and then you just tell me you, you hitch it up no nah, well yes i can do that really well because i um but how about this i i challenge you that by the next time we record and release an episode you have to go on at least one date and, and maybe not like i'm not saying like date date but like hit up someone hey i would like to go grab coffee or like to grab uh dinner with you one-on-one you act like I'm not out here in these streets. I just do you accept the challenge? Yeah, sure. What's okay. up? We'll report back next uh next episode. Um all right, well how about you? <laughs> um I have a question for you. Yeah, so as far as dating goes, because I'm sure there may be some uh some sort of readers, some like viewers or listeners who are wondering what's it like da- uh dating for you? someone with a disability, um, like, does that add to any of the maybe, um, unwillingness to get in the arena? Does that add to, I definitely feel like for me specifically, there's a layer, um, obviously there's a layer there that does that's compounded with my own, um, background that I'm speaking of. Um, again, everything, at this base level is going to come down to some kind of fear. Like again, fear, commitment, fear of being seen. And then with 
having an injury or disability or whatnot for me specifically there's that fear of not being accepted mm-hmm. um and so yes i'm sure i i'm i'm not gonna i can't i'm not gonna pinpoint it all the way down but i, I know that that's there um i also know that it's um not rational because for the you know my whole life you know the reason why i am who i am is because i've not let being in a chair skew my view of myself in all these other arenas you know um and when i have had different barriers i've just chosen to hurdle them you know yeah look past them and not look past them but work through them um and the same is in this arena i mean you know there was a girl that i dated a few years ago and we it was interesting it was like she was the first person i dated uh after my injury it was five years after my injury and I remember, you know, within those five years, I'm thinking to myself, like, man, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, when I when I finally when I find someone, I'm not gonna let uh, disability be a thing. And it's crazy because we got together; it really wasn't a thing. But it was like, oh, I got to deal with the personality differences, you know, the, you know, again, the day to day stuff that we were talking about. I was like, you know, disability wasn't the issue. Um, and I didn't surely didn't want to make it as you didn't want to create a problem that wasn't a problem. Right. Um, but you know, it's the baggage that I have. Um, and it's crazy cause you know, we all carry our own level of baggage and it is unfair for us to assume that a person that is choosing to do life with us can't, you know, uh, carry the baggage that we perceive as too heavy. That's not our job to, or even do. things that we perceive as baggage. Or things maybe we, it's not even baggage. Yeah. Maybe it's a, it's a carry and on, and it may not be for them, you know. And so it's not our decision to make for that person. And you know, I think that's for me. It's like, there's, again, there's a level of control where you want to make, you want to plan, and you want everything to work out the way you plan it. And it's, you know, that's that level of anxiety and and stuff that gets in the way of just yeah. jumping in. Yeah. Yeah, I know that I'm I'm a anxious attachment style myself. You know, we've we've shared our, our backgrounds before on here. Um and my background plays heavily into that uh anxious attachment style of always wanting to like and maybe honestly that 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 was a big part um for me in this last relationship was always kind of like checking in and checking the waters and making sure we're good. Um, and maybe I probably did that a little too much. Uh, you know, of course, distance um, amplifies kind of that desire and need to always kind of check in. But yeah, for me, part of my anxious attachment style is always needing to like check in like, hey, is there anything like you're feeling about us that I don't know that you want to talk about or, uh, you know, any any baggage that I've brought in that you are holding that, you you know, you need me to you know, want to discuss and. Um, yes, I've seen that play out. I know that about myself, um, for sure. I am not through, I've not mastered that. But you know what? I mean, is it something to, I mean, that's a part of you. I mean, that, uh, I don't know. Like I, it's. Yeah, but I don't know if, I would, if we should just be willing to, like, if we just, if we just throw our hands up and say, ah, this is a part of me, I'm not, I'm never going to. Like, I think that's something that definitely I can and should be worked on. I mean, I, I worked on it even in that three month period of our relationship in the sense of like, I was kind of told that at the beginning and I feel like by the end of it, I did a better job of 
just, uh, you know, number one, I mean, cause that, that anxious attachment, um, is I feel like more of like a branch of like a bigger trust root or a bigger trust, uh, branch. Trust is a bigger branch and the anxiousness and always kind of checking in is a branch that stems from that. Um, and so for me, I realize it kind of, it's more of a trust thing of like, okay, I'm, I have to, like in a relationship, I have to choose to trust this other person and, and trust that things are okay until they say otherwise. You should read the book attached to it because you'll, it's, I don't, I don't know how to tell, like it's written from a perspective, it's, writ, it's written not to change you, but to just make you aware of like. Attached? Attached. By who? I don't remember the authors, but that was the, is all about the attachment styles. No. Well, I'm currently reading the Brene Brown just came out with a, a new book called Atlas of the Heart, where it kind of discusses all of the human emotions and how it plays out into vulnerability and connection between humans and stuff. Cause obviously I'm doing something wrong. If I can't, uh, keep a, keep a girlfriend for more than a few months I and all of them kind of end the relationships because of the saying the same thing. I'm just like, okay, well, and they've all ended saying like, I don't have the emotional capacity or bandwidth. And so yeah. I've asked you a couple of times, I'm like, how, why, you know, you got to look at your track record and stuff. And if all of the people in the past that you have dated or been with or relationships, if, if, if a majority of them have ended the same way, I think that's a good opportunity to look at yourself and say, why am I attracting these? Well, I would add, you know, the therapist in me is going to say that that is just, there's a, it's a trauma response and you're rec like we replicate, we kind of end up like replicating these patterns that we are comfortable in and it's not like we want to but it's just like it just it just it just happens. yes but what's yeah. crazy dude and you i told you therapy, we you got to go back in there's some there's a wound that has to be healed so that you don't keep doing it i've told I you this it. off camera though that all of my like my relationships when they start off there is no hint. There is no scent of emotional, emotional, um, insecurity, lack of emotional capacity or anything like that. Oh, or else I wouldn't get involved in the relationship. I'm not going to get involved in an emotional relationship with someone. If I know, or at least like cognizantly, I would, I'm just gonna keep moving through that word. Cause I'm pretty sure I said it right. But like, I wouldn't willingly get involved, um, with someone in an emotional relationship if I know that they don't have the emotional capacity. So for me, it's like, okay, how do I keep ending up in these situations when at the beginning there's no center hint of it at all, but give me a few months in and all of a sudden it shows its head again. Because in a few months in is when you are at your truest self versus in the beginning. Like in the beginning, you're yeah. like, there's a lot of energy that's just like, it's almost fake energy because it's the, you know, it's that honeymoon stage. I feel good. And then yeah. a few months in, it's like when you, again, you're into the insecurity, start to feel comfortable to creep up. It's like, all right, finally we're safe. Now let me, you know, let me show you yeah. who I am. I, same thing for me is again, after, after a couple months, that's when I'm like, that skittishness comes up. It's like, Ooh, like I'm finding reasons as to why I shouldn't be here. And it's like, it's not what I should be doing, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what was the initial thing that someone, not maybe that someone said, maybe what it was, maybe it was leaving and living in Nigeria and then coming back and then having to figure out like, okay, I don't, again, I'm, I'm more, I comfortable with myself, with my emotions. And that's, I don't, 
typically share a lot. I'm trying, I've been trying to get better at that this entire, for the last two years, where it's like, all right, let me be more comfortable in negative emotions because it's not that I don't have them. Um, mm -hmm. I just want to be more comfortable in expressing them. Um, and that, for me, I think, allows me to be more comfortable in who I am, the full, full version of who I am. Not just the optimistic, positive Mecca, but also the Mecca that don't feel like getting out of bed. Um, and then being able to, again, me be comfortable with me, and then me hopefully leading that into me being comfortable with me with someone else. Um, so I don't, I don't even know where I was going with that, but yeah. you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I'm just happy that you took me upon my challenge. Uh... So off camp, like to the, the how we got here is because we were all weekend like i said we were all out last night and we we're just talking through uh some of these our dating experiences or whatnot we had an idea we had, we have a friend that we also want to pull in here that we have an idea to kind of just chronicle our experiences just you know me being a person with a disability like being i won't say mike being dumb and shit but that's what i said last night i was like what's my hangout i'm just dumb as shit um and our other friend but just are we gonna talk about that no oh. i'm just teasing the fact that we had a discussion of maybe doing like a you know more episodes on that maybe write you know writer what do you, what do you call that writing like a story column uh, column yeah column. yeah we had a friend last night uh it was a uh one of my coworkers. i was a, a lady's perspective um we were kind of all just talking about our dating experience um especially being uh you know black guys in oklahoma my third person was a, a black guy who was uh gay and um so like just the different dynamics of you know being black and dating in oklahoma being black and with a disability and dating in oklahoma and being black and dumb, dumb as shit, shit in oklahoma <laughs> Dumbest shit in Oklahoma. Um, wow, that is a really cool. What is that? Holy crap! Gosh, Mike just had squirrel brain for yeah, a second. Did well because look at that thing, dude. It, like drawing it, it's like one of those little etch a sketch type things. They the people are not going to know what we're looking at. No, but it's an it's an etch a sketch. For our listeners, it's been twenty five years since I've seen this. an etch a sketch. So I'm sorry. Um, but she wrote us out a couple of questions for us, maybe to like kind of answer and talk about a little bit and. For yours, she wrote, like, do you feel like people assume your dating life is centered on dating other people with disabilities? Yeah, uh, not necessarily, because, I mean, like I said. Or do you feel like, maybe here's, here's a, a thought from a lady's perspective. Um, do you think that when a, a lady sees you and goes to, like, in her mind, it's like, okay, if I date Mecca, then that automatically means, like, I've got to consider being his caretaker as well. I'm sure that there's a level of that at some point. Yeah. Um, because one, I mean, I would be naive and anyone that looks and just like, oh, there's absolutely no barrier to dating because of your chair. That, let's, 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 let's stop. Let's, let's not be naive because I guarantee that if I put up, let's go dating profile on whatever it's a dating app. I can put up pictures of myself prior to injury and now 
and then let's see what how many get hits get yeah. what. And that's fine. I mean, again, I'm not naive. I'm, that don't phase me or anything like that. But also, again, who I am isn't solely based on my chair. And so, yeah, facts. Um, Can you have sex? Yeah. Yes. Um, I want. I bet there are some. There are probably some out there who are. Who, was that your? Was that your question? No. How would you make? How would you? I mean, I'm asking questions that I know. I, that I know that the audience slash, uh, you know, maybe ladies out there, viewers listening who are like, yo, I would consider it, but these are questions that I have. People who are probably too afraid to ask you these, I'm asking it for them. Oh, thanks. Okay. Yes. Looking out for them. Looking out yeah. for the ladies. Looking out for you. Oh, thanks. You know, bros. Just answer the question. Go on. I did. You don't want to elaborate? What do you want me to elaborate on? You're right. I don't know, man. Okay. I, I don't know how deep you're supposed, you're supposed to get in this podcast that I was supposed to be. Look, man, this is us. This is we black sheep. Um, but I was going to say about the, like, in being in, you know, being in trans, I feel like I have other hangups that are my issues versus a physical hangup. Yeah. So, like, again, other stuff that keeps me from engaging in the arena that I'm going to work through. Yeah. Okay. Was that it? That was the, yeah, that was the questions that I had. Uh, I don't know if I have any questions for you because I wasn't sure we were supposed to be doing a deep dive into. All right, sorry. She had, my, my, the question for me was, and it's kind of a question for both of us. Um, I'm not really dumb as shit, y'all. <laughs> but my question was more, mine was, does your hyper-religious background have any lingering impact on your dating style? I more so when I'm, I, I wasn't ever super hyper-religious. Bullshit. No, I wasn't. Because, again, part of our black sheep experience was being in a super, we were in a super-religious cult. <laughs> and oh circumstance, like, we were in the machine of like hyper religion, but we, we were all in a hyper religious environment. environment. That's what I was looking for was environment, but cult works. Um, but we always, but we were still kind of like the black sheep in that, in the sense of doesn't matter. We were product. We were, we were, there's a reason why we were involved in a hyper religious environment that has its impact. Same, same. I'm not way. saying it doesn't impact me or anything like that, or hasn't impacted me or that like, Yes, we were in that environment, but let's not, like, we're going to acknowledge the fact that we didn't mesh completely in that environment. We had our experiences and, and uh, okay. different Answer things that then. still, did, we were still, what? Did it have an impact? Yeah. Like what? What? <laughs> Read the question again. Does your hyper-religious background have any lingering impact on your dating style? Lingering? Um... I mean, dating style. I don't really have a style. Um, and I mean, honestly, that is probably a product of the even like the the Christianese views on dating in the sense of shit. I probably don't have a dating style because you know when you're going when you're super deep in like that church culture, dating is almost seen as like taboo, right? Yeah. You're not supposed to date. You're supposed to court. And you're not supposed to date around. If and that's not wrong either. I think it 
it it stunts the growth of us as individuals um when you when you're when you're told like not to date around i mean because dating in and of itself is not bad but the church gives it such a bad uh, rap which then causes it to be it's like when you're told not to do something um and wait hold on i had it it's here in my brain something is not inherently bad by itself right um but when you're told not to do it and then but then it gives you that little like i mean not to get super religious but paul says it in the bible talking about i do the things i don't want to do right when you're told not to do something you want to go ahead and do it and then it becomes kind of uh Golly, I feel like I, I'm like right kind of there. <laughs> I'm there with you because I know what you're trying to say. Yeah. It's like because because now you've made it somewhat taboo, now I'm enticed by it. And and because I'm enticed by it in, in secrecy, that's when kind of these like the, the bad circumstances or things kind of come into play. Rather than if we just say, hey, guys, y'all are young, you're in your early 20s, you're hormonal, go out there and date. But do it in a... Uh, productive slash responsible uh, way. It wasn't really taught like that it in was the 90s and 2000s. I was scrolling on TikTok and literally just saw a video of like one of, one of the pastors here in town uh, talking about dating. He said dating is it's like the word dating is not in the Bible, um, but because of how we date, it almost basically prepares us or has us trained to get divorced because of like being, you know, you, you're, you know, trying, you know, if it doesn't work out, you leave trying, doesn't work out, change. And then now that's why uh, for him, that's what you're saying. It's like, you look at, you know, marriages and, you know, once things start getting hard, people's first thing is like, all right, let me get out of it because they've been trained to do that. Now, again, what are your church, thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, I'm not I, really going to, I'm not going to really co-sign. I can uh, see that perspective from the church, but yeah, I'm not, I'm with you. I, I think marriage is, is more of a commitment. And once you commit to something, then that like yeah. option kind of goes out the window. Um, you know, granted wild right. circumstances, right. but circumstances. yes. The, the, the um, but, but yes, I just think that it's funny that we're having this conversation. I just saw that this morning. Oh. Um, back to what, what you pastor were saying was as far as. Check it. It was probably Mike Todd relationship goals i am not putting names out there or no i mean mike mike talks about you know good things like relationship goals what's crazy is someone left me a youtube comment yesterday i was at work and i saw a youtube comment it was on a logan paul video i had commented something because somebody said a good thing about relationships on the a logan paul vlog episode he's talking about like relationships allow you to like when you're in a relationship with somebody, it allows you essentially like looking in the mirror and like all of your, it's, it's like yeah. reveals all your insecurities, Absolutely. right? And I was like, wow, that's actually a good word. And I got ripped in the comments. Number one, talking about like, who the, like who the F thinks Logan, or Logan Paul gives good words? I'm like, y'all, can we not just acknowledge like that's a, a great point? And then someone left me a comment yesterday talking about, he actually just bit this off of Mike Todd from Relationship Goals. You should go watch it. I had to do a little bit of flex and be like, well, first of all, guy. Mike, I mean, but that's true because my counselor, she basically says the same things like, how, you can't, and it's about getting in the arena again. It's like you, you can only do so much self work without yeah. like being engaged in relationships. Without being relationship, in the arena. Yeah. Relationships are what teach us about ourselves. Absolutely. I mean, and so like, that's where I think the church, 
We're good. I won't drop a phone. <laughs> That's where I think the church, um, you know, miss has missed the mark in the past um, when it comes to, you know, there's only so much, like you said, preparation you can do without actually uh, getting in the arena, right? Like you, there's only so much practice you can do before you actually play in a game and you get in game time situations and realize, number one, this is how I'm going, this is how I respond in games. Or when times get tough, like how am I going to respond in a game? Um, you don't know that until you actually play in a game. But for so long, I feel like in the church, it was um, kind of told, no, you only get one game, and that's when you're married. And that's the only game you ever uh, should play in, in a sense. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I'm just thinking about the fact that there are a lot of people that, again, their first relationship was their last, and they've been unhappy last or only only whatever but you know just growing up it's like all right you know gonna get married young gonna be in this thing forever and then they kind of grow differently and then yeah i've got kids that i talked to that i mean yeah we both do we have kids that we've like mentored and and you know man some of our students and stuff uh we i knew them when they were 12 13 years old they got married when they were 21 kind of like first serious relationship and they're divorced by 23 24 and, you know, it, it, it's heartbreaking to see because, I mean, we both know, well, granted me more than you, like know the, what divorce kind of does to people having two parents, you know, who uh, weren't together and stuff, but like divorce is awful. And so that's why I feel like there should be a bigger emphasis on, and of course this, you know, I'm just more talking about just like the, the church culture and stuff like that in Christianity, there needs to be a, a bigger emphasis on um on, on on the dating uh i'm gonna say dating scene but that's not really the quite the word i'm looking for but the dating stage of life and how to do that properly so that you know because all the pressure the church puts on us is like i said you, you get kind of one shot the for the most part the one person you date you better be it's not even dating it's courting them and then y'all better get married got a question do you have church hurt yeah we already talked about that okay that was episode two okay so <laughs> note like do you recognize how effortlessly like i can bring it up right yeah so that's kind of touching on what i was saying earlier as far as like we have different wounds it's effortless how they come up like and replay themselves in the way we act the way we talk the way the way we we interact with another individual and so on yeah, that, that just figured, I just thought that was interesting to think about the fact that, again, that's kind of exactly what I'm talking about as far as, like, deeper wounds that just come back up. They they just manifest in, in our, you know, the way we talk and breathe. So, Yeah. I'm trying to think why it is, why that, uh, like, comes up so easily. And I don't know. Maybe it's probably because, I, I mean, I did it wrong a lot in my early 20s when I was kind of in that, uh, you know, uh, in the church culture and stuff, like heavily, like 24-7, I, okay. I screwed up a, a lot. So, again, <laughs> um, sorry, I didn't want to interrupt that. Go ahead. No, I, I, I just, I'm not beyond, like, acknowledging that. Like, I did not get it right a lot of times, and I hurt a lot of people and hurt myself. Um, We're friends because you hurt somebody that I knew. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's the reason why we're friends, because you wrote about it, and so... Yeah, Mecca saw me hurt someone and goes, ooh, that's a great guy. I should be friends with him. 
Um, I just felt it. I got, I understood. I, I understood. I yeah. understood. So yeah, I, I mean, I definitely want to like, I'm not saying any of this from a position of like being up on a pedestal and stuff and saying I'm above that because he's not, he ain't shit. Yeah, I'm not. And I wasn't shit in my past and yeah. These were, we, we are evolving individuals. We are right. all a work in progress. Yeah. I do think that, you know, on the, on a lighter, more, you know, motivational uh, thing. I think that, you know, again, we have different things that have broken us times and times again. And I think that, you know, as we move through life, we are all just kind of walking mosaics and we're just trying to figure out, you know, how our broken pieces fit. And if someone is going to accept, you know, my broken pieces as they are. Um, and the only way to know that is, you know, to show that to someone. And it's, so it's getting in the area. I, I know uh, yeah. I, can, I can talk about it. Yeah, no, I'm saying I'll be about it. All right, good. Cause that's our homework. Um, what's your homework going to be? I don't know. You didn't give me any, so. Um, I want you to not be dumb as shit, man. <laughs> 